Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind, Healthy Life with your host Avik. This podcast is all about exploring the latest research, sharing personal stories and providing personal tips for improving our mental health and well-being. Each episodes will be joined by experts in the field of mental health as well as individuals who have experienced the transformative power of a healthy mind firsthand. Together we will dive into a range of topics from managing stress and anxiety to building resilience and cultivating happiness. So, join us on this journey to discover new ways to take care of our minds, bodies and souls and let's work together to create a healthier, happier world one episode at a time. So, let's get started. Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind Healthy Life podcast where we explore the essential elements of achieving holistic well-being. I'm your host Avik and in today's episode we have a remarkable guest joining us Fiz Koyler. So welcome to the show Fiz. Ah, uh, thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to this. Great, great. So before we start uh before we start delving into this topic, uh, I'd like to inform this to all of our listeners that um noisy bossy and compelling so fez is a leading fitness expert a race announcer author and motivational speaker so with a master's degree in exercise and sports science fez has been teaching fitness worldwide for decades making it understandable attainable and fun for everyone she encounters so she is the president of Fitness. Uh, oh, they've heard enough about me. They've heard about enough about me. I appreciate the sweet welcome, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so she is the president of Fitness International LLC, a fitness company that specializes in mass media education and children's fitness programs like uh, the Morning Mile. So, as uh, one of America's uh, most prominent race announcer, Fizz brings her energy, structure, and joy to iconic running events such as the Los Angeles Marathon, Big Sur Marathon, Buffalo Marathon, and more. So, she has also made appearances on national media outlets, hosts the popular podcast, The Fizzness Show. and has been a speaker and spoke uh, spokesperson for renowned companies like Disney, Oakley, Tropicana and Office Depot. So it's it's awesome. So as as our guest today, Fez will share her expertise and insights on various topics including entrepreneurship, self-publishing, business strategies, overcoming fear, resilience, fitness, cancer, health and mental health. so her vast experience and passion for helping others live better and longer make her an incredible resource for our audience so get ready to be inspired as we dive into an empowering conversation with fizz on this episode of healthy mind and healthy life so let's explore the paths to mental and physical well-being and discover the transformative power within each of us So welcome to the show Phil. Well, thank you very much. It's very it's, it's just great to chat with you. Thanks for staying up so late at night to talk to me. Yeah. Great, great, great. You're welcome. So so like uh 
before we get uh, deeper into this topic like can you share your personal experience with cancer and how fitness and nutrition played a role in your journey to recovery yeah so i was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2019 seven weeks after a spotless mammogram. So I was healthy and perfect. And all of a sudden, boom, I had uh, breast cancer spreading through me like wildfires. I found a lump in my breast getting out of the shower. And uh, I instantly called the doctors, which led to the scans and the biopsy. And within a week, they said, Fitz, you have uh, very aggressive breast cancer and it is spreading through you like wildfire. So we need to treat you aggressively. And they did. I had 15 months of chemotherapy with 33 rounds of radiation and some surgery built in. And, you know, it was it was everything you think cancer would be. It was terrifying and stressful. And uh, I was so sick. I was a very, very sick person. But because of my health and fitness going into cancer, I was able to continue on with my career. So I boarded 30 different planes out of my hometown to travel across America to do motivational speaking and to do race announcing, which are both fairly demanding. And as you can imagine, being a woman standing on stage as bald was pretty interesting, but uh, that's okay. I'm, I'm more than my hair or lack of it, but you know, my health and my health and fitness upfront allowed me to continue on pursuing the things I wanted. And my doctor told me, he said, listen, if you weren't so fit coming into this, you not only would not have been able to travel and work, uh, but you likely would have been hospitalized for a very long time. Uh, we don't have people that are sick like you without being in the hospital all the time. And I had I used to get IV fluids every day of the week. So it, it was pretty rough. But also, my health and fitness really helped get me out. So I, I definitely hit rock bottom. I was a skeletal, skinny little woman with no hair. I was super sick. Everything was wrong. But because of my health and fitness knowledge, I knew how to rebuild my body. I knew how to use food to my benefit, to prevent infection and to, um, you know, promote energy and strength. And so those things were really vital for my success. And while I was going through it, I realized that you know, all of the oncologists and nurses tell their patients, they say, you should exercise and eat right going through this. And studies show that if you use exercise and nutrition during cancer care, you're more likely to be cured, to have that remission, and you're less likely to have cancer come back. However, none of those medical professionals tell their patients how. And so I saw this gaping hole where there was no information being shared. And so I wrote the books. That's, <laughs> that's how the books came on, Your Healthy Cancer Comeback and the journal and my noisy cancer comeback. So I'm really proud of those things. And I'm grateful that my very difficult experience is helping other people lovely lovely so it's a it's a, it's a great inspiration i would say for <laughs> most of the people definitely definitely so what is what are some of the practical tips uh you can offer to cancer survivors who are uh, looking to incorporate fitness into their daily routine yeah so the the real uh rule of thumb is to do what you can when you can and so let's say you're sick like me you might not be able to go out and run four miles in fact if you're sick like me you definitely couldn't but e even if you're having a day in bed can you stretch in bed can you do simple strength training exercises with bands or just do leg lifts while lying there trying to get past nausea you can can you stretch in the shower um if you're in the hospital let's say you have bone cancer and they have 
removed one of your arms. Okay, horrible. But can you still get out of bed and walk down the hall in your hospital? If so, you should. So again, it's not being about being who you used to be. It's about doing the best you can to uh, slow the decline and stop the atrophy. So our family is meaning so well. We'll say, no, stay in bed, rest, rest, rest. Well, if all we do is lie down, much like a person in a coma, you lose weight, you lose muscle mass, you lose mobility. You know, nobody ever says, oh, my back is so stiff and means it in a good way. So you know, exercise doesn't have to be intense. It just has to be a little bit of progress for you today. And that's cardio, strength, flexibility, and balance. And then when it comes to nutrition, you know, I I know your audience has an idea of what healthy food looks like, right? It's our fruits, it's our vegetables, our lean proteins, nuts and beans and legumes and whole grains. Uh, those are the things that help you boost your immune system, help you get stronger, help you uh, prevent infection, right? So I know uh, a lot of people, if it's cold and flu season, they might start having a little more vitamin C because we know vitamin C will help you boost your immune system. Okay, well, that's a cold. What if it were cancer? <laughs> what if someone were sticking needles in you all the time and you were at risk for infection? Wouldn't you want to eat the foods that make you less likely to be infected? And so um, with exercise, do what you can when you can. And then with nutrition, you don't have to be perfect. And you're certainly not on any sort of diet. That would be crazy. But the more healthy, the more foods you can eat that help, the better. The less foods you eat that hurt processed foods, high sugar foods, um, uh, uh, bacon and sausage and those type of things. Processed meats are harmful to cancer patients or don't help the case. So yeah, choose healthy foods more often than not. Don't worry about being perfect. Just be better and you'll help yourself go a long way. Oh, exactly. Exactly. So uh, according to you, how important... Yes. Is it for cancer survivors to focus on nutrition and uh, what specific dietary recommendation would you give to them? Yeah, if you want to live, I think it means all the all the difference in the world, right? So there's there's vast studies and research that proves you can weaponize exercise and nutrition to make yourself more likely to be cured. So I think it's I don't think I know it's necessary for your overall benefit to lean into healthy eating. And, and, and I tell you, some folks in here in America, we're not very, uh, well, we've got a bad reputation for processed foods and so forth. And it's not that that stuff is a never, um, but less of it is more so, and, and lots of water. I think water is, yeah, well, I don't think, I know water is essential to not only uh, hydration, but it, it feeds your organs. You know, most of our organs are, uh, built up 60% of more of water. Our brain is over, I think, 60% water. So why wouldn't we want to continue fueling that tank? No, that, that's definitely true. Water is uh, always, always very important for our body, for a healthy, a healthy body and um, like always uh, to remain hydrated for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so uh, like also you mentioned about your book. Uh, so in your book, uh, your healthy cancer uh, comeback. You discuss the significance of a balanced diet. So, yeah, could you elaborate on what uh, constitutes a balanced diet for cancer survivors? Well, it's the same that it constitutes a balanced diet for everybody else. <laughs> so, there's a variety of nutrients and vitamins and minerals we want to consume, and 
you know, those same healthy fats that fuel your brain and the protein that helps keep, uh, maintain and build muscle mass. Very important fiber, fiber to keep all these foods going through your body. Uh, vitamins A and B and C and D, all of that is still necessary. It's very interesting um, where, you know, throughout my career in fitness, someone will come and say, well, Fitz, I'll I'll give advice on eating healthy and exercising. And they'll say, but I'm in uh, menopause or but I had leg surgery. Okay, well, the, the guidance for nutrition is the same unless you have you know, if you're diabetic, you certainly would want to meet with a registered dietitian to help guide you. If you've just had a heart attack, for right. certain, you'd want to meet with a medically savvy registered dietitian. But for all of us, for the for the general population, you know, these rules are are uh, pretty consistent. Eat more foods that help versus foods that hurt. Understood. Understood. So um, we often hear about the benefits of a planned uh, predominant diet for cancer uh, uh, prevention. So how can uh, cancer survivors adopt a plant-based diet that suits their individual preferences and the nutritional needs? Yeah. So I'm a vegetarian and I believe strongly in the plant-based diet. However, I don't eat meat because I love animals, right? So I have friends who are chickens. So I just can't ethically, I can't eat a chicken anymore. It breaks my heart, makes me sad. However, I don't believe everybody needs to be a vegetarian. I think if they did, boy, would they see some fabulous benefits, Uh, but it doesn't have to be so strict. And for some people, their passion for shrimp and lobster and chicken and steak is just really powerful. So instead of trying to shove a square peg into a round hole, trying to get everybody to do what I think is right, can you have more plant-based meals? Right. Can you have a lunch filled with vegetables and whole grains and just skip out on meat this lunch? And then maybe you have some fish for dinner. Okay, you know, that's making progress. Can you skip out on bacon or sausage at breakfast and just have fruit and cereal instead? If you can, better. So, you know, I try not to be extreme with any of my guidance because the second I become I give extreme guidance, people cut me off and they say, well, all of her advice is terrible. So. Uh, so I love the plant-based diet. I think it's I think it's smart and I think it's kind and compassionate, but it doesn't have to be for everybody. But if you're one of those meat lovers and you're never giving it up, fine. Just try to switch to having some extra meals without the meat. Exactly. exactly. So um, also, like when we're talking about the plant-based diet, so um, uh, we, we can't uh, leave berries. So berries are uh, known for their health benefits and the antioxidant properties. So how can incorporating berries into a cancer survivor's daily diet improve their outcomes and enhance the overall health? Well, you just said it. They're antioxidants, which means they uh, they beat up those free radicals, right? Our cells going rogue or berries and blueberries or raspberries and blueberries will help target those cells that are... uh, having a hard time, right? So it just is lean towards all all our produce items. They say eat the rainbow, right? Have a little red, a little blue, a little green, a little yellow. You know, you're not going to find a lot of blue and bright red without berries. So uh, yeah, berries, uh, citrus, vitamin C, potassium is important. All, all of these nutrients are important. So, you know, I say with exercise, if you say you're a member of a gym, 
and people will say, what's the worst piece of equipment in the gym? And, and truly, I believe the worst piece of equipment in any gym is that piece of equipment you are not using. Uh-huh. And, and that's because people get stuck doing the same thing over and over and over. And so they only get that limited benefit. But if they try to use different strength training equipment, you know, if you like making muscles, okay, great. Use bands, use dumbbells, use the machines, use kettlebells, use medicine balls. There's, there's all sorts of tools for you to use. The same thing goes with nutrition. So it's not good enough to just have an apple and a banana and a salad every day, you know, open up your horizons, have some squash and zucchini and raspberry and blackberry and okra. So the the more diverse you are with your nutritional habits, the good ones, the better you're going to be. Wow, that, that's great. That's great. Also, like, um, so uh, processed meat has been linked to an increased risk of cancer. So yeah. while, while also uh, red, red meat should be, consumed in moderation so yeah. can you can you explain the science behind this associations and um uh, and provide an alternative protein sources that cancer survivors can include in their diets yeah so uh beef and pork are known carcinogens meaning I I haven't been told there's a particular safe amount. So similar to smoking cigarettes, there's never a doctor that says, you know what, Fitz, if you just smoke one cigarette a week, you'll be fine. There is no there is no data that says one cigarette is fine to me. Will one hamburger per week uh, land me in the place of having colon cancer? Perhaps. I don't know. But we know that beef and pork are directly linked to digestive cancers as are processed meat, which is why I'm harping on sausage and bacon and those other processed meats. So I think cold turkey on stuff like that is a really good idea, similar to being cold turkey on cigarettes and cigars. I mean, come on, people. How much joy could a cigarette or cigar bring in compared to the horrific hardship that comes with cancer, right? It's not even close. So just give certain things up. And if you are still wanting to eat meat, well then certain fish is a good choice. Shrimp is a good choice. Uh, I, I beans all day, nuts all day in all shapes and form, nut butter, nut spreads, uh, quinoa, you know, there's some other little sources of protein you can find, but beans and nuts are my particular favorite. And uh, if somebody's committed to leaving processed meats and red and pork out of their diet, well, they're not going to have a hard time doing that. There's plenty of other options. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, 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 like nutrition during cancer treatment can be challenging, uh, especially when dealing with these side effects like nausea, constipation, or diarrhea. So, uh, how how can uh, cancer survivors manage these symptoms? Uh, two dietary choices. (laughs) So that's a great question, which I don't necessarily have the answer to, because I can tell you I was violently ill every day for a very long time, and it didn't seem like there actually was a solution for me. Uh, I was averse to a lot of foods. You know, I'm sad to say that for, gosh, a few months, some of the only food I could eat based on my taste buds and my stomach were tangerines, Okay. Uh, I would have the kind bars, which are these uh, protein bars, just nuts and chocolate and salt. And then uh, I would have a, a particular cereal and guacamole. For some reason, those are the only four things I could eat for a very long time. I wish I could tell you that eating a banana would make your nausea go away or having a whole grain toast would help. These drugs are no joke. You know, they are 
wild and crazy and angry and super helpful, of course, but I'm not sure that I have an answer to actually solving stomach issues through food. In fact, they, you know, they prescribe some drugs to me, which two out of the two out of the three I wouldn't touch because I don't like to be tired. I don't like to be loopy. And I just wasn't willing to sacrifice my mental space for the relief of being uh, less sick. I actually tried uh, THC gummies and I was hoping I've never done any sort of recreational drug in my whole life, but things got bad. And I thought, well, if they say it helps, you know, they're, they're giving me all sorts of toxic pharmaceutical lab created drugs. I'll try this plant and see if it works. It did not work for me, but I tried. So um, folks, not every cancer patient gets sick like I did, like I did. Some just have a much easier time. So if you're being diagnosed, don't be fearful because I was super sick. You know, perhaps I had drugs that will be meaner than whatever you get, but I didn't really have an answer, Avic. I wish I did. That would be nice. I'd be a, I'd be a billionaire if I had a solution for some of those problems. Lovely. So, so exercise and physical activity play a crucial role in uh, overall well-being for the cancer survivors. Uh, so, yeah. what type of fitness routines are safe and um, effective for the cancer survivors, especially those who have been uh, experienced uh, physical limitations? during the treatment yeah so it really uh really depends on who you are and what type of cancer you have so i can tell you that i have friends with colon cancer liver cancer uh, breast cancer who have run full marathons during their cancer treatment so for many of us running is just fine for many people strength training hardcore is just fine i imagine if you had a head and neck cancer something that if you were getting radiation to the head you might be lacking balance, right? So you might not want to get on a bicycle or do something uh, kind of sketchy on one foot, right? So, or roller skates. Perhaps you would want to do seated exercises, which is actually, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show off a little bit. But so in your Healthy Cancer Comeback, there's a, a whole photo pictorial with its chapter seven called Everything Exercise. But we start there with the basic exercises that anybody would do for each body part with dumbbells, bands, and uh, gravity, because I love working with gravity. But then I know that there's a lot of people who have had amputations or they're just sick and limited in some regards. So here's a whole bunch of exercises you can do in a chair. And then, you know, for most of us who are going to have a, a, I feel like crap day in bed or more, here's a whole bunch of stretches and strength training activities you can do in bed. And then uh, beyond that, Here's exercises or stretches you can do in the shower. And so if you're sick like me, you might take five five showers a day like me. Those stretches really went a long way. So, you know, there isn't one particular rule of thumb for all cancer patients, but the focus should be some sort of strength, cardiovascular fitness, flexibility, and balance training. And you weave that in through your days as you can. Do as much as you can that feels good without doing any harm. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So can you provide some insights on the role of mindfulness and the mental strength in recovery process for cancer cancer survivors? Yeah, as far as mindfulness, you know, I think it's important to be compassionate with yourself to know that you're going through something really hard. And it, even the general population, when we talk about fitness, they'll say uh, it might be a 50-year-old man who says, back when I was in high school, I played soccer or I played football. And, and I think 
care what you did 30 years ago. Let's talk about where you are right now. Um, this is what matters is who you are today. And if you've been through something traumatic, you know, besides just aging, right? You have to understand that you, you're not who you were 20 years ago. Maybe you're not who you were three weeks ago. And you just have to deal with yourself as is. And uh, if you're compassionate, you'll be like me and you'll make smart decisions for fitness. So when I got through my meanest section of chemo and and Avic, I was I was a catastrophe. Not only was I sick, but all my fingernails and toenails ripped off. Uh, I, I had rashes everywhere. It was all going wrong. And um, when I got past my final round of the mean chemo, I had about a week or two to just kind of get my my uh, I, my legs underneath me. And then I thought, well, I'm going to get in the pool. It was July here in Florida. So I got in the pool, but I didn't go swimming. What I did is I got in the pool, which felt cool. I wasn't affected by the heat. And I just wiggled around in there. That was it. I was just in the pool for 20 minutes wiggling. I didn't try to stretch. I didn't try to dance. I didn't try to swim. I just wiggled. And I did that for a few days. And then maybe on the fourth day, I got in there and I decided to walk back and forth in the shallow end. That was it. And then eventually I decided to swim for 60 seconds. And that was it. And so uh, it's not about being who you used to be. It's just saying, okay, this is where I am today. What can I do today to get 1% better? That's all I need to do is just do something to get myself a teeny tiny bit better. And if you have all these days where you're constantly getting teeny tiny bit better, eventually you're going to be all the way there. And then eventually you're going to be go further. And that's really one of the wonderful uh, freeing slash liberating parts of beating cancer is you come out of this nightmare and then all of a sudden you feel decent and then you feel good and you say, okay, world, bring it. What can I do to make myself even better to live life uh, to the fullest? So, uh, you know, cancer has got a lot of bad, but there are some silver line linings. And I think coming out the other side of, of cancer is definitely um, good for your mind for sure. Definitely, definitely. So are there any potential challenges or the barriers that uh, cancer survivors may face when trying to maintain a healthy lifestyle? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, for many people, their bodies are di permanently different, permanently altered, whether they've had breasts removed or limbs removed, or maybe they have an ostomy bag. Uh, there's so many things that have and can go wrong, you know, simple things like radiation, I had 33 rounds of radiation and so many cancer patients going through that process, they get their skin burned. They get really bad burns. I did not have that. I had maybe, it looked like a mild sunburn. I had some itchiness, but radiation was very easy for me. What I didn't realize is there would be long-term repercussions for radiation, which um, what I can tell you is its effect on my muscle and breast tissue was similar to putting a chicken breast in the microwave for 20 minutes. Imagine how tough and rubbery it would feel coming out. That's how my muscles and breast tissue felt. It just was rubber, rubbery and weird. And because of that, while strength training, I had all sorts of pain and pinching and my joints were uncomfortable. I couldn't do push-ups for four years. I finally have gotten to the point where I can do push-ups, but yeah, I mean, there might be things that you used to do that you can never do again, depending on what type of cancer you have. So, you know, it's okay to grieve the things you've lost, but it's not okay to give up. What matters most is that you figure out what you can do and then hopefully find something that you enjoy doing and move forward in that direction to rebuild your health. True. Exactly true. So uh, 
how can uh, family members and the friends support cancer survivors in adopting healthy fitness and the nutrition habits because uh, during this kind of phases uh, the main support is always from the family members but uh, in few cases also i have seen like uh, uh, family members also get gets uh, there is a breakdown as well uh, so in that scenario how uh the support cancer survivors yeah you know it varies sadly there's a total uh, there's a whole bunch of people going through cancer alone which is uh, which is just so sad to even think about mm. um what i have found is most people who love someone with cancer really want to help and mm. most people don't know how to help you know if you're if you're the spouse or the parent perhaps you're going to drive your person to their appointments and sit with them and you know you're going to do that type of thing the in-house but let's say they're siblings or neighbors or just pals who want to contribute so what i would say if you're going to bring over food bring nutritious food you know maybe there's a slice of cake but when you show up with a meal make it a nutritious meal knowing that it's going to help instead of hurt uh, I had a friend who went through pancreatic cancer care about five, six years ago and a wonderful woman. She ended up passing, uh, but I would take her for walks. So my role would be to get her out of the house and get her moving. And so I would show up to Charlene's house and we would just go for a walk. At some point we would walk, you know, half a mile. And then some days we would just walk down the block and back. And that's all she could take. Uh, at the beginning of her treatment, we would do push-ups and lunges. And, you know, when we did it together, when we did it with, with her kids and my kids, we all had a lot of fun. And that was really good for her psyche as well as her body. So um, be a fitness partner, right? Bring the healthy food. Show up and say, let's do some stretching. Let's go for a walk. Let's go out dancing. And maybe that sounds like dancing with cancer. Yeah, dancing with cancer. When I had cancer, I did a lot of dancing at my finish lines when I was announcing races. I went to a concert. I went to the Garth Brooks concert. You know, I don't think it's, and, and this is just purely opinion. I don't think it's a good idea for cancer patients to hide out. You know, that COVID mentality where I'm just going to cover up everything and nobody's going to see me and I'm not going to. I think that would be terrible because then your cancer patient is only sick. They're yeah. only sick. And that is really isolating and lonely and depressing for me, even though my travels were physically taxing on my body, the, uh, the light at the end of the tunnel were thousands of people waiting for me, music and energy. And, you know, these race celebrations, which were so good for my spirit. So if you have cancer and you can go see a movie, go do it. If you can go dancing, do it. If you can ride your horse, get up and ride that horse. There really shouldn't be any limitations unless your doctor says specifically, don't do that. Or unless you feel like, oh, I can't do that right now. But uh, but yeah, get your cancer patient friend up and out and get them moving as they can and 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 be happy, you know, find bring be the source of joy as opposed to someone that cocks their head and says, oh, but how are you? Just they've got enough of that. Be be the sunshine. Yeah. So great, great. So um, before we wrap up, like, are yeah. there specific resources or programs uh, you recommend for cancer survivors seeking guidance and support in their fitness and the nutrition journey? Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what I want. You know what, Avik, there really aren't any other quality resources. So there's a bunch of 
you know, cancer societies telling people you should exercise, but nobody has done it, which is why I did it. So this book, Your Healthy Cancer Comeback, along with the Healthy Cancer Comeback Journal, they are both available worldwide at bookstores, at Amazon. Um, I sell them at fitness.com. Those are signed copies. But yeah, my books are specifically designed for this very purpose. From the day you get diagnosed to the day you you do something awesome after cancer because you're so healthy, fit and strong. These books are designed to take you from point A all the way to healthy and vibrant again. And um, I hope they help. I'm excited. I'm excited for all your cancer uh, patient friends and survivors to have them in their hand and thrive. Great, great, definitely. So what I'll do, I'll just uh, put this details into the show notes so that it will be easier for uh, the listeners to find it and uh, have access uh, access to those uh, resources. Um, and thank you for joining us on this episode of uh, for your healthy mind and healthy life. And uh, also, your book will definitely uh, bring uh, change and help in people's life. Uh, uh, the healthy cancer comeback. So uh, we hope that uh, listeners like you have found this information shared today valuable and insightful. And always remember that taking care of your physical and mental well-being is crucial during and after cancer diagnosis. So incorporating a balanced diet and uh, regular exercise and mindfulness practices can contribute to your overall resilience and enhance your quality of life. So we would definitely uh, like to express our sincere appreciation uh, to our loyal listeners who have joined us until the end of this episode and your support and dedication means a lot of to us. So as a recap, uh, we discussed the importance of balanced diet that includes vegetables, fruits, whole grains, berries, rich in antioxidants, we also emphasize the need to moderate red meat consumption, reduce the uh, fat intake and avoid the processed meats. So uh, now it's time to take action. So we encourage you to apply the knowledge and insights gained from this episode to your daily life. So whether it's uh, making a small changes to your diet or incorporating exercises or uh, into your routine or exploring mindfulness practices, Every step counts on your journey to resilience. So we'd love to hear from you. Share your feedback, questions, or personal experiences with us through our social media channels and on your favorite podcast platform. So don't forget to subscribe to our podcast to stay updated on future episodes and invite your friends and family to join the conversation. Lastly, we we want to express our gratitude to our guest for sharing her expertise and personal insights on this important topic and thank you Fizz for this so and uh, always remember listeners that resilience is within your reach and together we can overcome any challenge so stay strong stay healthy and keep thriving so thank you so much